The following podcast is improvised satire and all characters are fictional. Hello, I'm Dean Ardenfeld. This is the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the corporation. Hello, dear listeners. Well, here we are in the middle of May, and things are looking pretty darn sweet. The flowers are blooming, the weather is gorgeous, and I just picked up a copy of Ron DeSantis' new book, The Courage to Be Free, and so I'm looking forward to digging into that tonight. Anyway, I have a great episode for you today. First, I spoke to the head of one of the big Hollywood streaming services. He's being squeezed by the greedy television writers union, and he talked about what it's like to basically do all the jobs at the studio while the writers are on strike. Very interesting. Then I spoke with a woman who drives a delivery truck, but who more importantly owns dozens of alligators she keeps in her apartment. Wild. I spoke to them both in my studio. I think you're really going to like it. So without further ado, let's get to it, shall we? I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the CEO of Lightflash, one of the most popular TV streaming services in the world. The company famously does not share its viewership numbers, but it does hold some of the most popular water cooler shows right now, including Dead Santa, Butterscotch Dessert Competition, and 10 Day Med School. We're lucky to have him since he's currently battling a pesky WGA writer's strike. On weekends, he hang glides with his father. Please welcome Gary Mandale. Hi, Gary. Uh, hey, Dean. How you doing? I'm great. So, wow. Uh, Light Flash, I mean, really one of the big top three, along with like Netflix and HBO and stuff. You guys have so much great content on your platform, yeah? Oh, thanks. You watch? Uh, of course, yeah. I give my uh, $9.99 or $16.99 or whatever. It keeps going up each month, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to do that. We're, uh, you know, driving down uh, subscription um, numbers and then raising the rates. Uh, it's the only way to stay profitable right now. You're driving down subscription numbers? You're not doing that. I'm assuming people are, are leaping off your platform and you're having to... Oh, you know, my board of directors or whatever is making these decisions. I'm creative. You're creative, yeah. So uh, you're like the top executive, as high as you can get. And then you sort of have your fingers in all the pies of all the different shows on the platform, yeah? As much as I can, yeah. Yeah, oh, get hands those fingers on. in those pies, absolutely. So I imagine there are shows where you just, uh, they, they couldn't function without your notes. I hope not. Yeah. Uh, man, if they start doing stuff in secret, I get a little irritable. Do you? Yeah. yeah. You need you need to be able to walk into a writer's room at any given moment and say, this is how it needs to be done, or tell me what's going on here. Oh, yeah. If I've had an interesting dream last night, I want them to work that into the script. Really? If I've had uh, a bad day, uh, I might uh, share an anecdote with them. Maybe that'll make it in. Interesting. Uh, it's hard for them to do with the reality shows, but uh, mm. you can do it. Uh, you can have anyone on one of those shows experience the day that you just experienced. Oh, interesting. If you tell them about it, and then that's their day. That's the anecdote that you hear from them. So yeah. you fully just supplant your own day that you just had onto someone on a reality television show. You're like, live this day for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a reality show contestant is not going to live the same day as a CEO of a major uh, streaming service. No, right? but I feel like a lot of my experiences are relatable. Are they? Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes oh. I look out of my uh, 93rd story apartment. Hmm. 
in the center of Manhattan, and I think, God, people are small. Yeah. When you look down, people are so small. Yeah. I think anybody can relate to that. Sure, sure. And so, like, uh, let's say you had a day where you were thinking, oh, everybody's so small. And then you took the elevator to the ground floor uh, and you went about your day. How would that translate to a, to a television show? Well, take my uh, take the show Butterscotch Dessert Competition. Sure, right? yeah. Uh, you remember Angie, sweet old grandmother? Uh, oh, of course. We were all really rooting for her. Yeah, yeah. Too bad she had to be eliminated in the very episode that I'm talking about, as a matter oh, of fact. Really? Uh, yeah, I had her. Um, I had her give me give that anecdote. She had to adjust it to the ranch style home in Wyoming where she grew up. Uh, but she looked out of that window, and everything that she saw seemed very small to her. And uh, I think that was wow. the day that she was voted off by her competitors. Were they were they turned off by the anecdote? Do you think, or something who can, else? Who can say? Yeah, who can say? It might just be her butterscotch baking skills weren't up to snuff, right? Not that week. Not that week. Sure. That, I didn't realize you were so hands on. So how how? It, in your mind, are the writers of these shows, the producers, the showrunners, and, and what have you, are they all sitting around in a room just sort of like, we can't come up with any ideas, we, this is, uh, you know, we've done everything, they're banging our head against the wall, and then you breeze in, and suddenly you've got dreams to share with them, and life experience to share with them, that then... I think if I didn't do that, um, yeah. all of these shows would be just a bunch of people sitting around smoking weed at each other. That's probably, smoking weed at each other. I walk into a writer's room, that is a recognizable scent. Almost every time, unless they know I'm coming, which is why I don't schedule my visits. I see. And what happens when you walk into a room? What's the general uh, vibe amongst the people in that room? A little too relaxed, I would say. Oh, yeah? Considering all the deadlines that they have to make. So they don't, like, sit up straighter when you come in? Or, or, or uh, do you think, do you get the sense Oh, they do. They yeah. do, yeah. But, you know, you can tell how people were before you came in. Because sure. they've got, a, there's a good 1.5 seconds of reaction time that the average human has to somebody kicking in a door, literally. Oh, wow. Uh, to tell them about their dreams last night. <laughs> uh, they can't adjust any faster than that. So sure. I know how they were. They were leaning back. They were tossing a little ball in the air. Uh, uh, they were smoking weed, like I said. Mm. Uh, they were, I don't know, uh, playing oh, what's video for games. What's for lunch? What do you guys want to have for lunch or whatever? And then suddenly, kaboom, yeah. the, the door gets literally kicked open by the boss. And that gets the creativity going. I'll tell you what, I they write down all of my ideas and that... Uh, that dream board goes from two ideas to 20 right away, and 18 of those are mine. Wow, wow, wow. And you get the sense that when you leave, I mean, I guess there's no way to know when you leave the room what the vibe would be like in, in, the, in the ensuing you minutes. You can't control everything. You try, no. but you can't. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure your expectation is I want to see, you know, at least 50% of those ideas from my own personal life on the next week's episode of blank, right? Oh, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. And so people think that CEOs, that's the problem. They think that the executives at the tops of these studios don't have any input or they, that they're not the ones creating the, the actual work, right? That they're just taking these giant bonuses and don't. giant salaries. and A lot of them don't. Mm. Uh, CEO of Netflix is mostly working on algorithms. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in a, in a bit of a, a sticky situation with the Writers Guild right now because they're all on strike as we speak. And, uh, and your organization, you know, a, a, a big criticism is that uh, all of these studios are now telling the writers, like, we don't have the money to pay you guys an extra one or two percent. Uh, but on the other hand, you're turning around telling your stockholders that you've never been more profitable. So uh, so how do you how do you walk that tightrope? I think other people are walking a tightrope, whereas I am glad to be rid of these bums. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, are, I've gone from 80 percent of the content creation to 100 percent overnight. It's fantastic. So I wish they would strike 
all the time. So you're creating all of the content that's going out on your platform personally. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a wow. lot of shows being made right now that I do not think would be made if this hadn't happened. It's fantastic. Really? Amazing, amazing. And I mean, I, I understand that like when, the last time this happened in 2007, 2008, the writers went on strike. You know, a lot of the programming that came out of that era was like sort of notably bad or like the endings of certain TV shows they had to wrap up in weird ways or what have you. It really seemed to affect the quality of these shows. Yeah, that's what happens when gaffers and camera people start writing the ends of shows. Is that what it is? Yeah. But you, you put yourself in the creative bucket and you say like, hey, if I could just be an auteur here, I can make all this stuff better. Not so much of a drop off there. Yeah, no, it just no. Uh, goes from just goes from from top creative mm. potential to realized creative potential. Wow. Wow. With nothing in between. You don't have any pot addled writers. To well, I have with. to kill off a lot of characters that I didn't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I have to do that. You must just get in there and just start axing people right away. That, yeah. And, and what oh, do you, you know Dead Santa. We only yeah. had one dead character for the first three seasons of that show. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. anymore. Wow. Ten dead characters. I, uh, wow. we've, got, we've got the dead Easter bunny. Oh, we're, wow. we're doing it kind of like a Monster of the Week thing now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We were delving into the ramifications of what if Santa were dead. Sure. And, and uh, to the writer's credit, they did find a lot of twists on that. Mm. Um, but why are we not exploring the other possibilities? Let's kill off all of the holidays. Every episode, a new holiday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're getting a lot of good feedback from that. Are yeah. you? Really? They're passionate about it. I bet they are, yeah. Like, we did not want to see the Easter Bunny's head torn off. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that is the way that you dispose of the Easter Bunny? Oh, yeah. I thought that there was a nice parallel to the way that chocolate Easter Bunnies are often eaten head first. I see. Smart. Smart. Well, yeah. I mean, there was nobody to tell me not to do that, so we did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I do want to also ask you about your, your hobby real quick. Sure. So hang gliding with your, your dad, huh? Yeah, well, and that... Why, why do you take your father along on this? Well, he passed away 13 years ago. And you're still doing it. He uh, he wanted to hang glide, and he never did within his life. So oh, okay. now I take a little vase with me. Okay, that is a lot less uh, horrifying than what I pictured in my head. What did you picture? Did you think I had his head? I don't. I was picturing sort of a weekend at Bernie's situation, I guess, like a tandem. Oh, just in my entire father. Yes. <laughs> It says right here that you hang glide with your father. So I didn't, I, it doesn't say the ashes of your father, the head of your father. No, <laughs> so, but people say that when they have an urn <laughs> on the table and people sure ask, they do, what yes. is that urn? They say, that's my father. They right. don't couch it in a whole lot of uh, euphemism Touché. or anything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah, take my father with me. Uh-huh, it's uh -huh. not gross at all. I mean, uh, oh, well, that's fa fantastic. I mean, th the other thing that people are, uh, that the writers are all up in arms about is that uh, artificial intelligence. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on artificial intelligence? Well, I'll tell you this. I had ChatGPT write me an episode of Dead Santa, right? Just uh, to see what would happen. Sure. And then I compared it with one of the spec scripts that my, one of my writers uh, actually turned in. Hmm. I, took, I took off the, the, the name. I didn't know which one was which, right? Oh, wow. You did I, that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I okay. did. It took, it, took a lot of, uh, it took a lot of drinking. I drank heavily. Uh, wow. And then in the morning... Full hangover. I read both scripts. Could not tell which one was human written. So what does that tell you about wow. writers? Wow. I don't know. I mean, what does it tell you about the technology? It's just gotten even better and better, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, technology is great. We didn't actually tear the head off of a bunny. Technology no, is amazing. You yeah. can make anything happen on screen. Sure, of course. Yeah. And off screen, if you're using ChatGPT to write your scripts. I mean, if a, if a high-powered creative executive who's hungover after a night of heavy drinking, can't tell the difference between real writing and artificial intelligence. That's, I mean, we're making progress, right? We, we certainly are. Yeah, I mean, if it fools me, 
That's the only person I really care about in the end. I'm the barometer for whether or not somebody is going to enjoy our shows. You know what I mean, Dean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've heard you go as far as to choose the tiles on the streaming platform for every single show that you have. You're choosing the artwork, you're taking the photographs and oh, absolutely. uploading them yourself. Oh, huh? yeah. A lot of those shows don't have a really good capturable moment. And so I set it up myself in my own photography studio that I have on the 92nd floor. And do you pull the actors in to do it uh, in your Not necessarily, studio? no. no. Uh, sometimes it's... It's just me in various outfits. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because when I do bring up the Light Flash uh, platform, I do see a lot of characters that look sort of suspiciously like you, but in different costumes or that have been photo Not photoshopped. Not suspiciously. If you look no. at more info about these shows, it'll yeah. give you the photo credits. Me, photographer, sure. and also me as all of the actors posing for the shots. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, every single show on the platform ends with executive produced by Gary Mandel. That's like the Absolutely. end credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't not give yourself credit. Dick yeah. Wolf is right at the beginning of every episode of Law and Order. Right, right. He didn't write every episode. Sure. He was a lot less creative than I was. Yeah. And yet, everyone knows his name. That's true. That's true. People have hats with his name on it. They do. In the font. Yeah. Do you have a hat with his name on it? I don't, no. Fantastic. <laughs> but I, I, if there were a hat with your name on it, I think I might, I might want to buy that. Well, I brought some with me. You did? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Gary Mandale hats. I, I can't wait to uh, check that out, maybe wear it and show my Gary Mandale pride, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it, only the M-A-N are capitalized. Everything else is lowercase. Oh, like a like I'm a man I'm yeah. a man for Mandale or whatever? That's correct, yeah. Oh, wow, that's a clever, clever. Um, you know, I, you know I, I've heard some criticism uh, um, in the press and stuff about you being sort of like a raging narcissist who gets like really overpaid. Um, I don't I, think I rage very much. No. <laughs> No, I mean, I I'm guess I'm a pretty calm narcissist when it comes down to it. Okay, so that's so you you don't have any problem with the narcissist part. No, no, no. no. I would have to be very unself-aware to be as involved as I am mm. in the creative process of an entire network and not think, hmm, I I'm look pretty good a, in a pond. You know, when you look down at your reflection, that's the narcissist. <laughs> sure. That's narcissist. Yeah, narcissist narcissist. looked at himself in the pond and fell in love with himself. Right. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I gotta ask: Have you ever looked at yourself in a pond? I have a pond in my apartment. Inside your apartment? Yeah. So what we did is we converted two floors of the uh, of the apartment building, the skyscraper that I live in, hmm. um, and we made them one floor. You take out uh, the entire uh, intervening sure, floor sure. slash ceiling, um, and then we filled it in uh, halfway with hmm. dirt so that it was like I was outside all of the time. Wow. Uh, pure dirt, right? There's no uh, microorganisms or worms or anything in it. Okay. Pure, purest of pure dirt. And we dug a pond sure. in it, uh, filled it uh -huh. with water and some algae and fish. Hmm. Uh, and now it's very realistic. And so I can sit by the pond and contemplate my reflection anytime I want. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I have to ask why you uh, made sure to specify that there weren't any minerals or worms in the dirt. Why does it have to be pure dirt? Uh, they're gross. Gotcha. So when you get your feet I in like there. To walk I, I like to walk around in my bare feet, and I, I don't yeah. want uh, anything crawling up there. Yeah, there's nothing like putting your uh, hand in some dirt. Just like bury it in there and then yeah. feel something squirming against it to make you think, mm, <laughs> this is not the world that I want to live on. Sure. But, yeah. it, you know, it might be a good idea for a TV episode or something. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'm getting into the horror thing. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, Oh, I, oh, I can see that. I can now. see it. I can see your eyes lighting up. I can see the creativity just happening all, all of a sudden right away. Yeah, I've killed yeah. most of the main holiday mascots. Yeah, that's going to be an what issue. What else? 
Well, uh, we'll, we'll we'll let you contemplate that during the ad break, and I'll Fantastic. bring in my second guest. Does that sound all right? Oh, that sounds great, Dean. I'm having a great time, by the way. Great. Excellent. Um, folks, my second guest today uh, is living that hashtag van life, but not in the way you think. We'll find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, people of the television watching world. This is Gary Mandale, CEO of Light Flash. This is the only network that is 100% from the brain of me. Everything that you see on the screen is from the twisted, paranoid, brilliant, 100% self-sufficient mind of Gary Mandale. We've got a lot of new content coming your way. Got a show called Van versus Van, where there's a van driver and then there's another van driver, and they uh, race and they have to solve puzzles, but also they have to get to their destination on time. Once again, 100% from the mind of me. Uh, our new slogan is We Don't Need No Stinking Writers. We've got a schedule of seven new shows, one per day, all coming from my dreams and experiences and thoughts that I've had since I was a little child. Watch Light Flash Entertainment, the closest you'll ever get to experiencing the pure, unfiltered terror of living in another man's mind. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Gary Mandale, CEO of Light Flash, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She's a delivery driver for zip to you one of the world's leading parcel delivery services. Each day she delivers packages in her signature pink and green sprinter van for up to 16 hours a day. What a hard worker. In her spare time, she raises alligators. Please welcome Sheena Wintrup. Hi, Sheena. Hi. I go by She Win. She Win. Oh, that's cool. That's like yeah. J-Lo or something, huh? Yeah, but it's more like I'm winning, you know? She Win. Oh, like S-E-O-S-H-E. She Win. She Win. She Wins. Like, uh, yeah. oh, wow, that's fantastic. I yeah. think I'm putting it together now. I'm sort of yeah. putting it together. Uh, wow. So you're you're in this van a lot. I mean, you practically yeah. live in the thing because uh, the Zip2U company is really like keeping you there. Right. Very long hours. Well, it's it's that, and there's not a lot of room in my home. Oh, yeah? Because most of it is filled with my alligators. I see. So your hobby has really overtaken everything on the home front. It has, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. You I'm know? sure. I spend most of the day in the van, and then mm. in the evenings, I talk to my babies, you know? Yeah, sure. Crawl into my tiny, tiny bed that is elevated wow. a great deal off the floor for uh -huh. my safety and theirs. Okay, yeah. And then... You know, in the morning, I get up and I do it all again. Wow. I mean, I don't usually start with the hobby, but the hobby does seem to be like a huge part of your life. It is, um, yeah. I don't know that I could imagine li living in a van knowing that my whole apartment was full of alligators who yes. are unsupervised. Well, you know, it's when you know your alligators... Yeah. When you know them the way that I know them. I see. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so it's like leaving a golden retriever at home out of the crate. It's like... Even better. Golden retrievers, you know, dogs, they, they, they chew things. Sure. Alligators, they chew things too. But if, yeah. you, if you have it set up right, you know... Uh -huh. I it, would imagine that with a dog, you come home, oh no, you've chewed my slipper. I right. imagine with an alligator, it's, oh no, where's my slipper, right? Yeah, but the, the, you, just don't, you just don't have slippers. And also... Hmm. If necessary, I can replace anything sure. that goes missing with whatever is in my van at the end of the day. Oh, okay. So is that ethical? Is that legal for you to open up a package to see what's inside of it? Uh, I mean, if no one stops me, mm -hmm. that yeah. seems fine. Seems fine. I mean, what I do is I just say that everything was delivered. Right, right. And if people complain, 
I tell the company that they're lying. Ah, and then okay. who are you going to believe? Right. Them or Shewin? Shewin. I mean, someone named Shewin is, you're not going to think that person's lying to me. You're going to think that person knows right. everything. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, come to my apartment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You want to talk to me about this? Okay. You I've, have to talk to I Jeff see. first. So there's a, probably a little bit of a fear factor uh, in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Come, Jeff, is that what you said? Jeff is my biggest alligator. Wow. I, uh, I have embarked yes. on two breeding programs. I'm breeding my largest alligators with each other to try to create sure. even larger alligators. And I'm also breeding my smallest alligators with one another to try to create even smaller alligators. Smart, Because so I think that having sort of a medium-sized alligator does no one any good. Mm -hmm, if they're mm -hmm. extremely large, yeah. great. You can see, I don't even need to explain to you, do I, Dean? Why you would want... Why you would want an yeah. enormous right. alligator. The small ones, though, they can go places. You sure. know, you can bring them with you in your purse. Yeah. You know, you can go to the grocery store. Sure. With your alligator in your purse, it's an alligator purse. I mean, forget yeah, forget making purses out of alligators. You put Who them would right inside that? of them, and oh, yeah. isn't that a cute little poodle? Oh no, it's an alligator. Oh no, it's an alligator. Uh, so speak. So I want to get back to your your actual career here. Sure, yeah. You got these long shifts, mm -hmm. and I know that you know people sometimes sometimes sort of criticize Zip to you because you have to lease the van yourself, mm -hmm. and you get paid by the mile, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you end up and there's camera in your van that's watching at all times, so you can't take breaks and such, and so you're really having to work these like super long hours. Does it get real tiring after a while? No. No, no. You I, love it. You know, um, I'm like an alligator myself mm. um, in that I can sleep with my eyes open. Wow. Can they do that? Yes, they can. I didn't and know And they that. do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so I, you know, my body's driving the van. My, dry, my body is putting in the miles. Sure. But in my mind, you know, I'm, I'm resting. You can keep half your brain awake while the mm -hmm. other half is asleep, like mm -hmm. a whale sleeps. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a dolphin. It really whale, seems like yeah. you have picked up some tricks from these animals. I have, yeah, I have. Uh, well, you exist. know, you commune, you look into their eyes, and they're so ancient, you know? Sure, yeah. They figured it all out a long time before we did. Yeah. We were still figuring out, do we want to be chimpanzees? Do we want to be gorillas? Right. Alligators were like, we are already perfect. Right. Alligators were on Noah's Ark just like the way they are today. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. I don't get into spiritual matters. No? The, the height of spirituality for me is looking into the eyes of an alligator. Wow. Do you have any human friends or are you in a relationship of any kind or you have children or anything like that? Or is it all about these reptiles in your apartment? Well, I mean, I would argue that I have children in the form of my alligators. Ah, so you're one of those people who thinks of their, their pets as they're their, my babies. Their yeah, babies. Yeah, they're yeah. my babies. I do have a friendship with the uh, young woman who works at the coffee shop. Oh, Wherein nice. I come in mm -hmm. and she says, oh, it's you, kind of like that. And uh -huh. I know she's happy to see me. Right. So you, you see the same person at the coffee shop every day who just says, oh, it's you. And there's yeah. no one to come home to but the alligators. Oh, well, you make that sound like it's a bad thing. It I, seems a little lonely to me. Not me. No? no. How can you be lonely when you're surrounded by alligators? Yeah, that's true. And they're all looking at you. They are. So, and you mentioned that your bed is very elevated. I did elevate my bed, yes. So you're looking down and you're seeing all these beady eyes in the dark. I have to climb up a rope ladder to get to my bed. And, and you then pull I it pull, up after you? Yeah, I pull it up after me. <laughs> I think I would do that if I had to sleep amongst alligators as well. Yeah. yeah. Can they climb up? Can they climb there, it's, it's one of their few things that they can't do they can't is climb, climb up, climb up uh, uh, stilts. No, they yeah. can't. Well, I mean, I could talk about alligators all day, and I know you could too, uh, but I do want to bring my first guest back in just to see what his uh, thoughts are on this. Because I actually think that there is a reality show in the, in the uh, making here. I mean, 
I think I it's 100% meant to be. agree with that. Gary, what do you think? Would oh, you watch I agree. the show? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would make this show. House full of alligators. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Full um, house of alligators. It seems like there's literally nothing stopping you from doing that r- tomorrow if you wanted to. I've got a camera with me. We could do it today. Wow. What do you think about that? Is this a docu-series or would you cast it with another actor? I think this is a docu-series. Mm. Uh, if we need any extras, I'm available. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. And, and so what makes each episode unique? Well, I think that the key to that is it's really the story of how she win the alligator queen affects the people around. Oh, I like that. It's like a follow up to Tiger King or something, huh? Could be. Could be. Absolutely. Have you ever uh, murdered anyone? Um, Is anyone I should be a little bit more sensitive? Has anyone accused you (laughs) of murdering anyone? (laughs) Yes. And that's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Gary Mandale was played by Tobin Mollett. Tobin is a Vermont-based improviser and teacher who regularly performs on the Thursday show Mothra at Vermont Comedy Club. Sheena Wintrup was played by Loretta Pontillo. Loretta is an improviser who has performed for many years at UCB, The Magnet, and more. She now lives and performs in Burlington, Vermont. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Please subscribe, review, tell your friends about the show. And if you're in the Burlington area, stop by and see a show at Vermont Comedy Club. See you next week.